The Bible says, Get wisdom, and with all thy gettings, get understanding. Welcome to Learnable Podcast. This is a place where everyday people study the Bible for themselves and transfer its treasures to the next generation. Damsel writes, hosts this podcast. She is a firm believer of digging deep into the Bible for yourself and transferring its treasures to children. She is also a lover of chocolate cake. <laughs> Let us pray. Lord, thank you for an opportunity to know you through your words. Speak to our hearts, we pray. Amen. Two sisters and a man. Betrayal, envy and contention. When allies become rivals. In today's study, we will explore the story from the viewpoint of one of the sisters, Rachel. In this study, the tools we'll be using are the who, what, when, where and how tool, walk in their shoes tool and how does it apply to me today too. The story of these sisters cuts across several chapters in the book of Genesis. We're going to be reading or we will be studying Genesis 29, 30, 31, 33 and 35. So, let's dig in and turn the Bible to Genesis. These passages are merely descriptive, telling us what happened. A descriptive text is reporting or telling us what had happened. Texts like this lay out the events, characters, and the situation in which those events happened. They show how people responded to God and their situation. And at other times, it shows how God played a part in the text. So, to find out more about how to study your Bible using different tools accessible to everyday people, head over to our website, www.damselrights.simplymore.co.uk to download a free copy using the first two, who, what, when, where, and how. Jacob fled to his mother's hometown of Aaron to meet his uncle Laban. He met his cousin, Rachel, while she was taking the flock of sheep to be watered. See, Rachel's humility and industrious. She was taking care of her father's sheep. She was into useful labor. Rachel meets her cousin, runs home to tell her father all about him. Jacob makes a commitment to marry Rachel after working for her father for seven years for no wages. After seven years, Instead of Laban giving Rachel as a bride to Jacob, Laban gives a sister instead, Leah, as the bride to Jacob. Jacob is upset at this deception. Seven days after marrying Leah, Jacob marries Rachel as well. As the years passed, Leah had four sons for Jacob, but Rachel did not have any children of her own. Rachel became envious of her sister. She gets desperate about having children. She gave her maid, Leah, to her beloved husband, Jacob, who she was already sharing with her sister, to sleep with and have children through her. While this might have been the custom in ancient times, it was going to make a dysfunctional family even more so. Bilia had two sons for Jacob. The contention between the two sisters, Rachel and Leah, continues. Leah also gives her maid to Jacob to father two more children. 
the contention between the sisters was apparent that it was not limited to the number of children they had for Jacob. Rachel battered for Jacob to sleep with Leah for Mandrake. Leah had two more sons, making six sons and a daughter. God remembered Rachel and opened her womb. She had a son, so she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall have to me another son. She was expectant. Then Rachel and Leah agreed with Jacob to relocate the family back to Canaan. Rachel stole household idols from her father's house unbeknown to anyone. She pretended to be on a period so that her father could not search where she was hiding the stolen articles. Rachel died at childbirth when she gave birth to a second son, whom she called Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. But her husband Jacob changed the name of the son to Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. Now, the next tool we will use is walk in their shoes tool. We have not used this tool recently, so I'll give a quick recap. Walking in the shoes of different characters in the text. This is seeing the text from the viewpoint of these different characters. How did they either learn the lesson? How were they transformed? Or did they ignore God's directions and the repercussions of their decisions? This method helps you to engage with the text and see the humanity of the characters in the passages. They are often not very different from you and me. This method has helped me to see Bible characters not as superhuman, but as everyday people like me who have to deal with life. The choices and actions that they take and how they use their own revelation of God to tackle life. So, let's walk in Rachel's shoes as we go through these passages in the book of Genesis. Rachel has been engaged to Jacob for seven years. Now, the seven years are now up. But instead of her father giving her to Jacob, he gives her sister Leah to be the bride of Jacob. Seven days after marrying Leah, Rachel's sister, Rachel marries the man she loves and that she has been waiting for seven years to marry. Rachel becomes Jacob's wife. As well, Rachel had the love of Jacob, but no children. However, Leah had many sons for Jacob, but no regard from Jacob. Rachel became desperate and envious of Leah, so she gave her maid to her husband to father children for her. Her own was already dysfunctional. Envy is grieving at someone's good. She didn't consider or acknowledge the advantages that she had, but she allowed the negative emotion of envy to lead to making her home more dysfunctional by giving her maid to her husband. That must not have been an easy decision. While this might have been the custom in the ancient time, it was going to make the family more dysfunctional. Well, Bilia had two sons for Jacob. Rachel, who had the advantage in the home, battered for Jacob to sleep with Leah for Mandrake. I wonder, she was envious of Leah? Leah had all the sons, so why would she batter that Jacob sleep with Leah again? 
and have more children for mandrakes. What are these mandrakes and why are they so important to Rachel? Mandrake in ancient times was believed to be magical, which showed that though Rachel had sons through her maid, she was still desperate to have children. Even with the mandrake and its diabolical meaning, Rachel did not have any children. Rather, after the battle, Leah had two more sons and a daughter for Jacob. Then, God visited Rachel and she conceived. She too had a son and she called him Joseph and said, The Lord shall have to me another. She must have been relieved and pleased and expectant to have more. When Jacob told Rachel and Leah of his decision to leave Laban's employment, Rachel and Leah were so ready to leave. The years must have helped them to see that their father's interest had been more about his own prosperity, even to the detriment of his daughter's happiness. For he had put them in the predicament they were in, not out of love or concern for their own well-being, but out of the money and the greed of what it could make from Jacob by them being Jacob's wives. At least the sisters were in agreement over one thing, the exodus of their family from their father Laban. Rachel stole household idols from her father's house unbeknown to anyone. She pretended to be on a period so her father couldn't search where she was hiding the articles. Rachel stealing her father's images, idols, show the state of her fate. While she was now a part of Jacob's family, it begs the question that did she really embrace the God of Abraham totally? Her actions of stealing the idol images may signify she was serving God as well as idols. This must have been unknown to her husband who laid a curse on anyone who would steal idols and bring them to his house. Well, let's use the thought too. How does it apply to me today? As of the story of Rachel walking in her shoes, how does it apply to you and me today? Betrayal is so painful that we see the bitterness and unforgiveness displayed in the lives of Rachel and Leah almost throughout their married life. The Bible teaches us that offense would come, but the offended should learn to forgive. While it may not be easy to forgive at times, we must ask God for help because unforgiveness leaves a trail of bitterness in the life of the offended party. I saw this definition of forgiveness, which I think I would share and which I think would be helpful. Forgiveness is an intentional and voluntary process by which one has been wrong. The person that has been wrong chooses to change their feeling and attitude regarding the offense and overcome negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. While it might feel difficult to forgive, let's remember that we can always ask God to help us to forgive. 
Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Unforgiveness brings bitterness into the life of the offended party. And we can see this clearly in the life of Rachel and Leah and how it went throughout their life, the bitterness and the contention. Another thing we can draw out of Rachel's life is envy. Envy is grieving at the good of another person, which comes from comparing ourselves with others. Envy does not give a good outcome. Rather than compare ourselves with others, we should fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He knows our hand. And as we fix our eyes on him, we can make the necessary adjustments and decision to transform our lives from what it is at present to where God has destined us to be. Like I said earlier, envy does not give back to a good and righteous action. In the story of Leah and Rachel, envy drove them to diabolical mandrake. It drove Rachel to idol worshipping. Eventually, she was cursed by Jacob. The end never justifies the means. Rachel's antiques never gave her the sons she wanted. It was God who remembered her and blessed her. If we now say we are followers of Jesus Christ, then we must worship God alone. We cannot worship God and idols. We cannot worship God and money. The first commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 5 says, you shall have no other gods before me. Jesus, our Lord, also repeated the same command in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. I hope you have been blessed with the study of the lives of Leah and Rachel. Thank you. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We would love for you to also dig deeper into your study of the Bible. So, we have put together a free Bible study guide, which is tailored for everyday people just like you. To get a copy, all you have to do is go to damselwrites.simplymore.co.uk and that is damselwrites.simplymore.co.uk and download your own copy. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, share with a friend and remember to leave a rating. Five stars are our favorite type. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you in the next episode. Shalom.